Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This used to be Christmas in February, but it's no longer. It is National Sign Day. Uh, we'll talk all about it because it is the Warchant.com recruiting Colin show with Michael Langston of Warchant.com fame. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's in the lower right corner of your screen. We certainly would appreciate it. And Michael, working all these long, hard hours alongside our own Austin Cox, what would make your day better if somebody could just maybe click a button on the screen right now? What, what can they do, Michael? Oh, you can hit the like button for us. It uh, helps us promote uh, all these great things we do for you guys. And Certainly, uh, you know, a lot of team stuff coming up. Uh, we hit in spring practice, so you want to you want to definitely uh, see all the different evaluations and observations. And in recruiting, uh, we're going to get started again, uh, you know, in a few months and uh, or a month, and and get cranking again for 2023. So you want to be a part of that. So yeah, hit the like button for us. We would appreciate it. it says on your screen right there. It's lower right corner of the screen. I think you hit up, hit it up. All right, Michael, let's get to it, man. Let's look at the uh, let's put the signees for today on our screen right now. Uh, <laughs> very busy, active day for the Knowles on uh, National Signing Day. Uh, so what happened today? I mean, we knew going into the day, you told everybody on the PRB, the Premium Recruiting Board of Warchant.com, that wasn't going to be much of anything going on on this day. I mean, we, you know, they're currently, tw- I don't know, they're probably not 20th anymore now. Uh, but Florida State had done most of their damage in terms of recruiting with high school players in that early signing window in December. Uh, so where do we sit today, Michael? Yeah, the good news is uh, you got all your guys in early, and and they were done. And really, the only one we were waiting on is to see if uh, Antavius Woody would sign something. Obviously, it was a big show, and a lot of people had questions. Uh, for those that missed it, he reaffirmed that, hey, I'm going to FSU. I'm going to sign with FSU, I think. The whole thing with that is just they're waiting on academics to make sure everything checks off. And then once they do that, he'll he'll sign or enroll at FSU. And assuming everything is kosher, then he'll be the another part, of, another addition in this class. But that's kind of the only thing that was really going on today. And, and uh, uh, this was expected, as I've told people, for a month or so. Uh, they're... They're they're mainly focused on portal kids. Uh, probably going to add three or four guys, but this class has already been pretty much done uh, for a little bit. All right, well, there we're still twentieth. Look at that. Have they upped it? I guess everybody else must be having a slow day too. Then, if we're still sitting at twentieth, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, it's still a, it's a strong class too. So there wasn't going to drop too much. I think they were eighteenth before the day started. So I think it's a I, I think it's a solid class and. I think I think it's it's weird though, Aslan, because I'm waking up and I usually wake up like at seven, and I'm like I'm so used to hitting the phones and using it, it was a weird day because and this is going to be rare because 
usually you're going to have two or three leftover guys that you're waiting on that are going to announce and didn't have to follow that today. It was really simple. Um, obviously, it's going to be rare because uh, I think in the future there's going to be two or three guys, maybe four. Um, but this was just one of those. It was a weird day. I'm, I'm so used to hitting the phones and, and getting in touch with people. But um, but at, at the same time, it's also it's it's close to a finish of, of what this class is going to be. Like I said, a few more portal guys and 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 you got this thing wrapped up. Assuming Woody um, qualifies and everything, then that's another addition. So we're close to the finish line. I did see, I think, some outlets had said that, you know, Antavius Woody signs with Florida State. Uh, to my understanding, I mean, you can clarify it, obviously, but it, it just seemed like he wanted to have a ceremony. You know, everybody right. wants a special day. Everybody wants their birthday right. candles and everything. So it sounds like he kind of had a, um, as I disappear off the camera screen here, which I'll get back <laughs> up on here. Uh, but it sounded like he kind of had a, a, a commitment ceremony. I mean, he didn't necessarily sign. He just kind of reaffirmed that, like, he's going to, at some point, we hope once everything gets in order, come to Florida State. But he he is not signed, so he's, no. he's officially on his way. Yeah, it was mainly for show. It's a ceremony. It's obviously it's a celebration time for everything he's gone through as far as uh, uh, being a player. But it was really uh, just for a show, a ceremony. But as we told people, and I told people last night and even this morning, um, FSU wasn't anticipating uh, for a letter of intent to be sent or or signed. So. It's going to happen, I think, eventually. Uh, I think things are trending in, in a more positive direction. I still think it's you know around 50-50, but it's it's up higher to what it was. I think they're they're cautiously optimistic that he will make it, but there's no net letter of intent being signed uh, today. That was mainly just for show. But uh, obviously, it's always good. A guy that's been committed to your class reaffirms and all that stuff uh, that he his intention is to be a, a Seminole. So I think eventually he probably will, uh, as, assuming he takes care of uh, everything he needs to take care of. But uh, yeah, just uh, mainly just a ceremony. Should we take his phone call? We'll, we'll take his message on, on YouTube here first. But Gator Kirk said FSU got a PWO kicker. What about, there's also a quarterback that I remember they were really high on when they had their super camp out of uh, Southwest Florida, I think out of Naples. Uh, yeah. Sounds like he's also coming in as a as a PWO preferred yeah. walk on. Yeah, Mac O'Mara. I forget his first name. Uh, uh, out there in uh, Southwest Florida, I forget the name of the school. Aaron Collier. Collier. Yeah, went to Collier. Aaron Collier. You know, really good guy that they were pretty high on that they evaluate. And and these and these PWOs are important. Uh, obviously, Norvell understands that because he was a he was a walk on himself. So they take a lot of seriousness to you know these type of walk ons and. And then the kicker they got was a guy that actually had scholarship offers from from pretty strong, talented schools, and and he decided on FSU. He visited actually FSU um, last weekend. You know, got a chance to talk with him, and and the concern was, hey, is he's going to pick somebody else uh, because he has all these different type of offers, and some of them were PWO, some of them were you know regular offers. But the fact that FSU was able to close that deal and add another kicker to their their range. Uh, I think it's always an important deal, mainly going to be punting and kickoffs. I think that's kind of what he does the best. He's told me the best thing he does is a punter. That's what his, his strongest area is. So competition's never a bad thing. Mac Chiamento looks yep. like. So uh, got some crazy hair, though. Look at that. Good lettuce. Six, Good foot, lettuce. Five, six foot four, too. Uh, pretty tall All kicker, right. too. What high schools he go to? They're the something crabs or the stone crab. Look at that. I'll have to do some research on that. But yeah, maybe, that's, uh, 
Maybe what? Seabreeze. Maybe Seabreeze oh. High School in Daytona Beach. That's the Sam Crabs. Oh, really? I never knew this. Wait, my guy, Jano? Jano was a Sand Crab? Yep. Yep. Look at that. Look at that. I learn something new every day. I should know the history. I think better. that's where you went to high school. I think. Yeah, so. no, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm like 99% sure on that one. All right, let's get to it. It is a, a call in show after all. Let's get to the phone lines here. The uh, number at the bottom of your screen, if I could take away uh, our guy Gator Kirk's uh, comment here, you could be able to see it. 850 805 5911. Don't call if you're listening to us on the replay podcast. That would uh, be weird. <laughs> I think this is, yeah, man, this is, it's uh, Wes. Look at this is like two shows we've done now. And Gator Kirk has been beaten to the punch. I don't know what that means for Florida State in 2022, but we'll roll with it. Sounds like he's in his vehicle. Uh, Wes, welcome to the Terror Dome. Hey, fellas. Yeah, good evening. I'm uh, working working late tonight, so I'll keep it quick. Hey, Michael, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. I'm great. Okay, so that's good news about Woody as far as where we stand and intending to enroll. My question is, if he does enroll, you know, there's been talk about him being uh, on either side of the O-line or D-line. Where do you ultimately think he'll end up based on who else we got in the class? And, and uh, how do you kind of see that shaking out if he does end up uh, enrolling? I think for the, the plans right now are offensive tackle. It's what he's he's always mentioned to us. That's kind of what my FSU contacts have told me. That's where they plan on starting him. That's where they they really like him. What would, would I what could I see a defensive move where he plays on the defensive line? Absolutely. He's the defensive MVP at the rivals camp that we did. Um, I think earlier this year. So I think he could play on either side. I think, I think Atkins likes some, uh, most of the offensive tackle. That's kind of the position we've heard the most. And that's kind of where I think he'll start, but will we finish there? I don't know. I mean, I think he could certainly uh, be moved to the defensive side, but I think as of now going into it, it's going to be offensive tackle. And then you and you feel like with the last three or four transfer spots, you're figuring a QB, offensive tackle, maybe a D lineman, maybe running back. Is it kind of that the the feel still? Yeah, I think I think they're probably done at running back unless there's like an elite guy that just jumps out of them that they feel like they have to have. But I, I think it would probably be you know offensive tackle would be number one for for me from what I hear, and then. Uh, maybe a defensive lineman or a linebacker. And then after that, a quarterback, that would be kind of the, I get, I guess the rotation I would ro- use as far as most important that they're probably going to address. But I think, I think all those positions, I think it's, it's very likely they add one for each one of those positions. And, you know, it might be up to four. There might be a best available that they take that's, Hey, this guy's so good that we got to have him, uh regardless of position. Um, so that's kind of what I'm, I'm watching for, in the portal uh, as we finish up this 2022 class. Uh, very good. Uh, any, uh, one last question. Any update on Destin Hill? No, I'm, just, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> I, I make you laugh. No, I know better. Hey, uh, anyway, I'll let you go. You guys, uh, thanks, uh, Michael and uh, Aslan. Keep up the good work, buddy. Everybody, don't forget to hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as Warchad.com, support DeLuna, support Zaxby's. Y'all have a good evening. Go Noles. That is right, man. Listen, he's like the mailman. No matter what happens, rain, sleet, snow, what happens on the road working, man. Uh, Wes calls in. We appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you for the phone call, Wes. Um, what do you think to, in terms of urgency, though, Michael? Obviously, they've got spots for portal prospects. Is it one of those things where we're, we're probably going to have to wait until after spring football to see some – 
either names kind of come across our, our lives to figure out guys are targeting and, and might bring in here, or is it something that can maybe happen before spring football uh, were to start across? I think we, I think we could see some activity in March. I think March is when I think, you know, you should, you could see some of these dominoes fall uh, for FSU. I don't think it's going to be like right now. Cause there's nearly no rush. Uh, we're, we're in a dead period now uh, for this whole month. So uh, for the month of February. So I don't think there's really, you're going to see much there, but I think you're going to see a lot of guys in tour, but I don't think uh, really it's going to get activity. And I think March and April is going to be pretty active. I think I, I would not be surprised if this thing's wrapped up by April. All right. I like that. Uh, Noel princess asks, I want to know about the possible preferred walk on of Luke Bennett, brother of Georgia quarterback, national champion Stetson Bennett. According to a story I read online, he was, Highly impressed with Florida State more than anyone else as of a few days ago. I thought I'd saw that he was going to Georgia, but I as a preferred walk on, but I don't know. I'd have to research that. Yes, he uh, Luke de- definitely did visit. He he likes FSU a lot. That was the school that was high. But um, my impressions were that I thought he was going to follow uh, Stetson over there to Georgia, but I have not heard. I guess where his final destination was. I guess we could we could always look it up right now. Um, on his Twitter, find his Twitter account, but uh, I have not heard anything besides that right now. Apparently, he's been offered a, the same thing, a PWO at Georgia here. Uh, yesterday, looks like he got uh, mm-hmm. a blessing. I never even heard Buster Faulkner, but shout out to Buster Faulkner in Georgia for doing that. And then a few days ago, apparently, he also tweeted out, well, look at that. Go to New Hampshire, young man. Live free <laughs> or die, man. Live free or die. Live free. Have them pay your bills. Uh, that would be certainly cool. So, yeah, apparently uh, here he is at Florida State doing the whole thing. Yep. It's leaving all. Nice. Sharp. Yeah, so apparently he hasn't made a decision yet, but uh, I'll check on that actually tonight. I have not heard any uh, decision-wise if he's made a decision yet, but I will check on that. Okay. Let's check back on the phone lines. we got uh, three folks waiting in the queue. If he's not number one, you know, he's obviously going to be number two. Uh, Relentlessness, it's his middle name. It's Gator Kirk joining us here on the Warchant.com College Show with Michael Langston. Gator Kirk, good evening to you, man. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Hope we're doing great. COVID there, Michael. Yep, we're doing great. I do have COVID, but I'm doing fantastic. Uh, for those that are wondering, I'm not. It's pretty much gone. Um, it's basically a head cold, so I'm good. Um, I'm feeling a lot better than I did probably on last uh, Tuesday. Uh, it was it was it was pretty uh, a lot of a lot of achiness and stuff like that. But fortunately. Austin Cox helped out a lot as far as the coverage over the weekend. He he killed it. He uh, gave a lot. He did did all the interviews because I didn't want to make anybody sick, so I didn't go out there too much. I just went out there to take some photos. But I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I I know people will think I'm just saying that, but I'm actually I'm actually feeling good. It's just mainly just a head cold, and um, I'm doing great. And um, but Kirk, what's on your mind, man? All right, it's. How long do we have to honor that scholarship for Destin Hill? Can't we make better use of that? Because I don't, I don't see the young man coming to FSU. I, I've said this is kind of my take on it, Kirk. It's like if it doesn't happen in the summer, which is that's what FSU is telling me, then I could see them just probably just moving on and then cutting ties with the, the scholarship. But um, that's kind of how I see it 
unraveling. If it doesn't happen this summer, you're talking about two calendar years of recruiting. So I can't see FSU keeping that charade going any longer. I think they're probably going to move on. But the expectation is that he will be here. I've I've heard through different sources that they they feel confident that he's going to be here. Um, even even players think he's going to be here. Um, we'll see. That's kind of my my take. I've, I'll I'll see it when I believe it. He's kind of like the the white elephant. You're kind of waiting to show up at your front door. Um, but um, that's kind of the feedback I get. But yeah, I think after this summer, if it doesn't happen, then I think it's just going to be a wash, and they'll move on. Yeah, I, I hear he's going to show up on a unicorn. So that's there you that's go. We'll there see. you go. But anyway, I appreciate you all taking the call. Make sure you hit that thumbs up. Join War Chant. Support all the things that War Chant supports because they support you. Go Knowles. You all have a great evening. Make sure you buy your bamboo. It's still growing. There you go. Gator Kirk, Virginia Beach, Virginia, aka Mister Seven Five Seven, aka uh, Mister Coastal. Joining us. We appreciate it. Gator Kirk, everybody. Good dude. Good dude. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Let's go from the Tidewater, I think is what they call it out there in Virginia Beach. Let's go to the uh let's go to the Rocky Mountains. I should have known this. I think I left a note in here for myself to so I could identify who this is. I think this is like a Colorado number, but they live in Tampa. I don't even know. Who is this and where are you calling us from? <laughs> Aloha. How's it? Uh, oh, Ralph. You don't know it's Ralph. Figure it out, Aslan. It's Ralph, everyone. What's up, Ralph? Ralph, you didn't answer my text message. Uh, I sent. What's going on, guys? T- Ralph, I sent you a text message. Austin, Aslan gave me your number, and I sent you a text, but I didn't hear anything back. Did he give me the wrong number? Uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten any text. Uh, uh, feel free to shoot it again, or uh, my email is my my warchant handle at gmail dot com. So uh, you can try it that way also if you like. Email me tonight, Ralph, at michael at warchant.com, and we'll get this straight. Uh, I sure will. I, I appreciate it. Um, I lost the connection right when the show kicked off, so if you guys have already covered this, I apologize. But I'm still kind of confused on how many slots we still have. <laughs> there was a, the 25 per year, then the seven. How many more slots do we have, Michael? And where do you and your where, where's the o, uh, FSU insiders that you deal with really think that we need to to tighten up and hammer home to close out this class, please? Um, I don't know. I'm not going to say exactly how many they have. I would say it's only going to be three or four more guys at, at that, Ralph. That's kind of the way I'll address it. There's three or four guys that they'll probably add. I would t- lean towards three. I think the positions that are most that I I most focus on is probably number one would be offensive tackle. I think that's the number one guy they want to get offensive tackle. They want to knock that out. And then the next one would be either a defensive end or linebacker. We've seen before there's guys in the portal that can kind of play defensive end and slash linebacker. I think that would be a perfect situation for FSU. And then the last one for me would be quarterback. You need a, you need a veteran quarterback back there to kind of compete with guys like AJ and Tate and Jordan. So I think that's kind of in order. That's kind of how I do it. And then if there is four, I think you could see a best available where there might be a guy that's in there that has such strong connections with FSU and they might feel like, regardless of position, we got to have this. It doesn't matter what position they play. I could see FSU you know, making a push for, for a fourth. But that's kind of how the scholarship breakdown is. I don't know the total numbers per se, 
but that's kind of what I was told um, as far as the numbers go. Okay, well, obviously you're on it. You're killing it for us. You're keeping us informed with uh, just valuable and great, uh, precise information. So I really appreciate appreciate you guys. Appreciate everybody out there in the Ohana. And uh, hopefully, if you you and the family are still coming out later this month, I, I just I can't wait to see you guys. Yeah, that's we're still a possibility. It is. We're probably gonna, but we're probably gonna move it to April um, because from what I hear from Diane's parents, my wife, they they close a lot of stuff down. Uh, over there in Honolulu so yep. we're we kind of pushed it back to April so we figure out by that time things will be worked out probably be after the spring game and then we'll be over there yeah I was uh, I was gonna try to come home for the spring game but now with my injury and recovery uh I won't be able to make it so, I'll, so by then I'll be walking again so I really that's probably a better time just for my mobility as well and you're right when I came home last summer or last uh kickoff or it was a culture shock coming back to Hawaii, man. This place is in massive lockdown. Boosters mm-hmm. are mandatory for everything. Mask and mask and mask. It, it's absolutely opposite of what you guys are enjoying in Florida. So please, for us who can't get away from the stupidity, all of y'all, please enjoy the freedoms y'all have because we damn sure don't have them out here. I hear you, man. I hear you. Get better, Ralph. Okay. I don't want to take up any more. Of your I say thank you, guys. I don't want to take up any more time. You got other folks to entertain. Just we love you guys. Thank y'all so much. Thank you, Ralph. Ralph everybody, email there. me. Email me, Ralph. Yeah, um, I'll get you his name. Okay, if, I sure if, will, uh, Mike. Thank you. Uh, I'll get you his handle or whatever as well, Michael. Yeah, y'all send send your good vibes to Ralph. Man, he uh, had a spill down a, a rocky crag mountain up there in Hawaii, and he busted up his entire leg. Like broke the leg, broke the foot, broke his ankle. So, uh, hope he gets better uh, sooner uh, than later. Uh, let's uh, shift through some some of the stuff that we got here over on YouTube. Let's like this guy. He just he's a lighthouse. <laughs> Rob. Rob Rathbun, everybody, dropping fifty dollars into the jar, uh, the virtual jar. We appreciate, it, but it's real money. It is real money. Uh, thank you very much, Rob. I haven't seen a question from you, Rob. So, uh, where? Let's see here. Uh, this, he says the sticker is pretty lame. Uh, my apologies. We can't even see it, uh, but everybody else that's on YouTube can see it. I'm sure it looks. I'm sure it looks glorious. I'm sure it looks glorious. A lot of people talk about Destin Hill again here. Uh, we don't even think about this. This is a, kind of a good uh, point, I think, uh, from Tessier Ashpool. When's the last time you even played a down of football? Yeah, there's like you said, I guess right. You can't go through two full cycles. It's not even yeah. so much the the waiting game. It's like, hey man, you're you you haven't even played ball. Um, yeah, I, I've heard he's done everything to keep himself. Uh, he's been active as far as workouts and stuff he does. So I, but still, you haven't had any game action in probably two years. So uh, since it's probably his high school senior year. So um, yeah, there's probably going to be rushed. But um, I think uh, yeah, I think summer is kind of my deadline with this this whole thing. Uh, I've said before uh, for those that missed it, you know, I the expectation is that he will get there in the summer. Uh, if I get a date on that later, I will I will certainly pass along, guys. And I'm just as skeptical as anybody else until I see him. But I have to report what I have, and that and that's what I've been told. So, and and that's been a consistent message from the FSU side of things is that summer is when expectation is. All right, uh, William McMillan, Michael, did we get preferred walk on Reese Larson? I don't know. That's not one I saw per se. Um, Maybe uh, Aslan can do some research on that, pull up his Twitter account, but I have not heard on him. 
Palm Beach County in the house. Um, he tweeted out a little bit ago, a few days back, had a great time. Looks like he might've gotten the PWO offer, but uh, hasn't there, no commitment on his timeline, you know, no yep. commitment or anything. So uh, we're waiting. Yeah. These, these PWOs, they're not all of them on signing day. So sometimes they take a little longer to decide. So it sounds, looks like he hasn't decided yet. Um, so we all wait to see what Mr. Uh, Reese Larson is going to do. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to shoot ourselves <laughs> in the foot and tell people, but just, I mean, come on, everybody. Like there's, there are layers, there are tiers of difference makers that Florida state needs to get better. I mean, no offense to these guys, but you know, listen, man, we all have a station in life. I'm in my house right now broadcasting. I'm not on ESPN for a reason. Uh, you know, preferred walk-ons or preferred walk. I, I get you're curious. I don't want to say don't be curious because your curiosity fuels us, but uh, not that you're being mean about it, William Mack. Love you, man. But there's a lot of PWO talk. Let's sort about getting a quarterback, I think. That's like a real quarterback, like a, a true functioning quarterback. I'll stop talking. I'll turn it over to you people. Let's take another phone call. <laughs> the phone calls. Let's go down to Tampa. I should have put a note in here. See who it is, but I don't know who it is. Uh, so could you identify yourself, caller, and let us know where you're calling from? Well, it's Dave in Bardstown, but right now I'm at Casey County Emergency Room, and I uh, am getting the support of my nursing staff and EMS, and they're going to be fellow Knowles with me today. Oh, 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 oh. There you go. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. It's, just, it's a slow night, so oh, although wait. I'm not a uh, can I ask two questions, Aslan? Absolutely, David. So are you in the ER? Are you in the OR? Are you in the operating room right now? No, just the emergency room, just the ER. Okay, close, just the close, ER. Close enough, close enough. What's we up, got, Dave? Uh, well, I'm about a little over an hour south of Lexington, Kentucky right now, and uh, we just we have one patient that EMS is about to transfer out and then another one getting some fluid, so we're good. Do we should we use an alias when you're calling us on the job in the ER? Or <laughs> something else? Yeah, Dave. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nobody will catch on to that. All right. All right. <laughs> First question is, uh, Michael, when you go to Hawaii on vacation, can mm -hmm. we get your cell phone number in case <laughs> any questions about Justin's health come up that we you need you emergently? That's good, Dave. Um, no, I've heard that before. Uh, yeah. I get that a lot. Um, but yeah, when we go to Hawaii, uh, my wife is going to make sure my phone's off. So yes. it wouldn't matter what my phone is. So she makes sure when we go on vacation that uh, it's lights out when it comes to that stuff. So right. uh, that that's kind of my easy right, answer well, to that. They'll be, they'll, I'm sure there's going to be some people on the, you know, the PRB that are just getting really antsy, not being able to ask the question for in a whole week. I'm sure there will be. Um, that's why I got Austin. Um, Austin's going to be able to handle all that stuff. But uh, I'll probably still sneak it on, to be honest. Hopefully, my wife's not watching this tonight. But, uh, Don't. I'll, I'll, Come I'll on, man. Just take a break <laughs> for a week and take Ira with you, man. All right. Second question. Um, when Athlon asks you if there's anything else people can do to show support, do you ever just feel tempted to say i'm, I'm not going to tell him to hit the like button i've already said it too many times <laughs> I, just can't. 
I try, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, Dave, because I try to say something a little bit different every time. But I, I do want them to hit the like button. But it's like, oh, man, I got to say this again. Uh, but uh, I try to change it up a little bit. I It's not that I don't want them to like, hit it. I think it's important. But I, I think it's kind of, I, I try to I almost push myself to say something a little bit different each time. So I try to. I keep it keep it with objectivity and try to change it up, but um, I do my best. I do I do what I can, but it is an important thing. I it's no I mean we don't just do it just to say it. It is an important thing uh, to promote anything because I mean anything to do with the site. So I mean it's a big deal, but it, I do catch myself trying not to say the same thing over and over. All right. Well, you know what? Third question, if I'm allowed. Yeah. Go ahead. Do any recruit? basketball yeah i do sometimes yeah i do some basketball stuff but the problem with that is um leonard is with leonard stuff it's so secretive sometimes that i can't really do a hot board for basketball because it's really tough to track exactly what you're doing and there's so many people um when it comes to national small markets like with hoops pages and stuff that by the time I do all that stuff, you know, the kid might be already committed by then, but I try, I'm going to try to do more basketball stuff just to drop nuggets on the board. At the very least I can say, Hey, here's what's going on. That's that kind of, I can't do a hot board because it's impossible to do it, but I can do a little drop a few more nuggets. So yeah, that's something that I planned on doing. Obviously when I get back from vacation and do, that's kind of a, one of my New Year's resolutions that I want to do a little more basketball where I drop a few more nuggets in there. All right. Well, I want to let the staff here at Casey County Emergency Room say goodbye to Aslan and Michael. Uh, Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Frontline workers. They're part of the tribe as well, everybody. Thank you to Dave and Bartstown, Kentucky for calling in from the ER. Literally, he's a doctor. Uh, He's that's awesome. We've never had that kind of call before, so that's great. It is incredible. All right. Um, shout out, by the way, to uh, yes. Aunt Deb uh, out there in Jacksonville telling everybody to join the Jacksonville Knowles Club at Fish Weir Brewing on Monday, February 21st at 5 p.m. Sounds like a happy hour. War Chant Recruiting Tour means Michael Langston's going to be in the house. He's going to share some nuggets about the recruits. So uh, they're one of the strongest Knowles Clubs alumni clubs that uh, we have here in the country and uh, Deb's the best. So I, I can yes. only imagine it's going to be perfect. And Michael's going to be there too. You stoked, Michael? I'm excited. Um, Deborah's awesome. I had a great time last year doing it. Deborah's one of our family, a good friend of our family. So uh, I can't wait to get over there. I don't know if I'll be with somebody else. She asked me to bring you Aslan because you're her buddy. So yeah. she wanted you to come. Yes. I'm trying to get Ira to come with me, but if Ira doesn't, I'll cover some team stuff too. Either way, so uh, there'll be I'll cover a lot of different things. So um, I'm excited. Uh, obviously, it's during my vacation, but that's okay. I don't mind doing these things on vacation because it's for you guys. I w- I want to give back to you guys uh, what I have, and and uh, I I always enjoy being around people in person. I prefer that, you know. Uh, Person-to-person contact is always one of my favorite things, just to be around different people. So I'm excited about Jacksonville. We got Panama City coming up, too. We're waiting to set a date on that and uh, maybe a few other places. But uh, I can't wait. I'm excited about it. Look at that. Awesome, man. 
Uh, let's go to some more of the questions here. Carol's going to be uh, on the uh, on deck circle. We'll go to Tessier Ashpool. Uh, question for Mike. Is there any optimism with this coaching staff to bring in a top 10 class? Which actually kind of ties into Carol asking with, so with the transfer portal players added in, does the 20th ranking spot go up from us? Yeah, Michael, I mean, that's the thing, right? We, uh, we're sitting at 20th, but that doesn't factor in Jared Verse. Right. It doesn't factor in Micah Pittman. It doesn't factor in Trey Benson, et cetera, et cetera. Right. These guys aren't ranked. I mean, let, let's be honest. Let's go through a few of them. I'll go through. I'm not going to go through all of them, but you know, a guy like Winston Wright, I look at that as like a rivals 100 player. I mean, that's Winston Wright. That's what he is. Jared Verse, everyone in the country wants him. You got to have him as a high five, four star. So those alone, yes, it's going to boost up your ranking. I think it, it would probably go from 20 to probably, you know, 13, you know, or 14. You know, could go all the way up that high, even higher than that, maybe close to 10 or 11. Uh, so, yeah, it does impact things. But obviously they don't put in that stuff for for uh, they don't rank these players of what they are. But I think if they did, that's kind of the way I'd look at it and view it. But, yeah, to answer the first question, yes, I definitely believe there's optimism to get top 10 class. I think I think they're on a range of, of hitting that um, this year. At one point it was 12. I think, uh, and that's what a five and seven season, I think it's really just taking your, your program to another level of winning. And when you win, it gets much easier to recruit. I think there's a lot of top players in, in this, uh, certainly in this 2022 class, Azari Thomas, you know, top 100 type of player, AJ Duffy, I think a uh, phenomenal quarterback. And then Sam McCall, those are, those are three elite players. I mean, those are three elite, that's just three of them. So I think it's a great class overall. I think it's probably higher than what the 20, I would probably have around 16 or 15 personally. But um, I think it's a great class. Julian Armella, as, as Aslan just put on the screen, you know, top 100 type of uh, players. When, when, did he, when did he lose his fifth star? Oh, he committed to FSU, so you didn't know. That's kind of what goes on. No, Unbelievable. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So we're back in that. We're back in that. We still haven't signed a five-star kid in the Rivals.com era on the offensive line. Amazing. Amazing. Touche, Rivals. Touche. <laughs> They're like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll help you. No. Um, but seriously, I think it's a great class. I really like this class. When you look at the skill and talent across the board on this class, that's kind of what I focus on. I don't get caught up in these, you know, where the, exactly the class is. I look at more of the skills that you're bringing in, of the guys that you're bringing in. And I think there's a lot of guys in here that are rated three stars in there that I think are four-star talent, like, Omar Graham, I think that's a four-star talent. I think uh, guys like Kanadi Charton, I think that's a four-star talent. So I think there's a lot of guys in here that you can't base everything on just the the stars next to the name. You got to look at the skills and what they do. And there's a lot of good ones in here. And I, th I think it's a great class, which I think is bridging to the next year for the top 10 class. I think it, I'll make a prediction, guys. I think they're going to get a top 10 class next year. That That's my prediction. I think it will be a top 10 class next year. Um, so that's where I think you're going. I think they've already, they found what they are as far as identity of what their team is. Now it's about showing on the field consistently, getting it and putting it, in, putting it on paper, what, what you see on paper and on the field. I think you're going to show that. And I think, I think you're going to see a top 10 class next year. That's my opinion. Bold. Bold <laughs> from our guy Langston. That's, we like it that way. You know, we also got to probably take into account as well is that this is a very offensive line heavy class. Yes. And that is the one position, like no offense to these guys that do the rankings, man. I, I don't want to have to do it, but it, it is just, it's a perpetually, annually, perennially 
sort of miss the mark on I mean, it's such a tough thing to properly rate offensive line recruits. So to, you know, Michael's point, whether it's a Dodger Richardson or a Kanaya Charlton's got a three-star, man, if that kid ends up starting 32 games for you, I mean, that that's well more than what a three-star you'd probably expect. So yeah. we'll see how those guys kind of uh, their careers turn out as they get in here. So uh, Danny says star coaches bring in star players. Yep. Touché. And, Touché. and, and the thing is, you, and I told people this, the one guy was like this, well, you know, one guy to put a post on the board the other day, I'm not going to say who it is, but just his thing was, oh, we, we should have signed more to help our class ranking. If you're worried about a class ranking instead of class talent, like it should be about the class talent. So um, I think that's that the, the talent and skill is more important than the star that I see next to your name. I mean, there's a lot of kids that, have been four stars. And I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what? I'm not as high on that guy, but there's other guys that are lower that I think, you know, I'm really high on their skill. So I think, I think sometimes we get carried away of, of how high the star ranking, like that makes it a guarantee that they're going to be good. It doesn't guarantee anything. Nothing's guaranteed until they get on the field and they show what they do. Um, so, but um, that's kind of my feeling on that. Ed, I'm down with it, man. By the way, by the way, Ed, um, Diane says she would like some more uh, DeLuna hot chocolate. So uh, you tell me what I got to do and I'll, I'll make it happen. There we go. Ed says come out to the Pensacola booster meeting. He will. I'm down. It. I'm down with it. Um, Eric's a Cincinnati guy. Who day? Who day? Who do you like in the Super Bowl next week, uh, Michael? I am. Go- I just I really didn't think there was any way that the Chiefs were going to lose. So I just feel like Burrow is on a mission I want my boys from the Rams to win. I want Cam and I want Jalen to get that ring because if anybody deserves a ring, it's Cam. I just don't trust the Rams. You guys are too fickle. You do too many stupid things. Like, and I, I just really think that the Bengals on track, they just feel like a team of destiny to win this thing. I think Joe's on a mission. I think Bengals are going to win it. I love Joe Burrow, man. I got to just what a great, what a what an awesome guy to be able to probably root for. So. Um, against all odds, 15, what's the point of having a recruiting show and nothing changed since the early signing period? Hey, Amen. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know, but we're here. Um, no, uh, it's they, mainly they it's, 2023 class is starting up though. I mean, that's stuff to talk about, right? Mike? Yeah. We, we've had three weeks of visits. Uh, we're, we're certainly, we can, we can address some of that. And then two, it's just make, covering all the stuff of, I never really gave my impressions of we did this thing so fast in the early signing period. I really didn't get into detail about what I love so much about this class and stuff like that. So that's kind of why we decided to do this, which was to kind of really dig into this class and see uh, what really jumped out to me and what jumped out to you guys and what questions you have. So this is more of a a chance for you guys to talk to me and kind of give me your feelings and I can kind of give a rebuttal or, and share my views of, you know, what I think of this class in, in each specific area. You know, what do you think about the start they're off to right now in 2023? There's going to be a certain point here, Michael, where they're, they're not going to be so heavily dependent on the portal. I just, I mean, if they are, then something's going wrong, man. If they're still signing max 10, 14 guys out of the portal, man, this thing is just not on the right track because you do have to develop these kids. Right. It's what Georgia, it's what Al, it's what what all the premier programs are doing. I mean, to have four guys right now, I don't know, is Randy Pittman related to Julian Pittman? I know Lamont Green's a legacy. They got four guys. I was 
I feel like Jimbo always would get these really early. He'd get the ball rolling early on. I mean, you mm-hmm. got a quarterback, so that's important. You got a wide receiver that, by all indications, is doing really well in the offseason, seven on seven circuit. Then you got a tight end that's pretty highly thought of in Randy Pittman and Lamont Green's a legacy. So, I mean, are they off to a good start now? And, and what, have the, what have the visits been like? I know we hear good things. Is this going to be one of those things where a lot of them are going to be in wait and see mode? Do you think the recruits or was enough done last year and more portal guys were added that it's going to give enough confidence to some of these kids to, to maybe commit, uh, you know, once spring football rolls around, they make visits for the Garnet and Gold game and things like that. Well, first of all, I'll leave, leave that screen up for a second because I want people to see what Chris Parsons ranking is. He is vastly underrated. Like there's no way Chris Parsons is a three star. Like no way. Sorry, rivals. I'm sorry, guys. I try to be polite, but there's no way this kid's a three-star. Like, no way. Um, so, um, first of all, I love this class. I mean, I think they're off to a great – I don't think it's the same as last year, Aslan, where you have to prove yourself. I think a lot of these kids believe in the vision of where FSU is going. I think there's going to be a massive amount of five-stars and four-stars that are going to visit in March, a lot of them. You know, guys like five-star Richard Young, you know, five-star Brandon Ennis. There's going to be a lot more five-stars than people are used to that – are going to be visiting. I think they're sold on where fish is going. Whereas last year it was kind of like, show me something, you know, show me what you can do in a big game. I think they saw enough the way these guys fight that it really jumped out to a lot of recruits. So I think recruits know where they're going. I think it's now just uh, continue that pace to go upward. I kind of take another step up, but I don't think it's kind of like it was last year where they had to prove themselves of what, what, I guess where they need to go as far as to get the five and four stars. I think they're going to get five stars and four stars. I think, and like I said, the month of March is going to be massive. They're holding a big, they're calling it elite junior day at FSU on March 5th. It's going to be massive. There's going to be several five stars, several top uh, 100 type of players. It's going to be a big weekend. Then obviously the spring game that's always well attended for top high school recruits, but I don't think it's the same as it was last year, what they're selling or, or what they have to pitch. Now FSU's big on relationships. That's kind of going to be always what the staff is, is connected with. But I think now the product is starting to catch up to the relationships. So now it's about just taking the next step to uh, what you see on the field. Yeah. Um, how about this uh, from Chris Thompson, uh, former Washington commander. My man. My man. Actually, I don't. I don't know. It's probably just random. Chris Thompson, uh, and not the Chris Thompson <laughs> tight end coach. Uh, coaching question tied to recruiting. Michael, any insight on why Mike Norvell kept Ron Dugans? We've missed on recruits, and production has been lacking. Do you think transfer wide receivers bought him some time? Yeah, I I don't really have an answer for you on that one, uh, Chris. Uh, I thought I would not go against if if they. This, I mean, I personally was for. Look, you, you got you, when you're not delivering the product and you're not developing, you didn't see much out of the receivers, and you signed zero high school kids. It's kind of hard to justify you getting an extension. But Norvell's inside his program. He he obviously saw something with Dugans that he liked, and to Dugans' credit, they did pick up a big commitment for 2024 with uh, um, the Friar kid. Uh, Camden Fryer, 2024. He's a, he's a really good talent, but you still have to sign these guys and you still have to develop them. And I think it's a proven and show it now, but there's something obviously that Mike saw, whether it was a development 
or what what they're doing in recruiting with with kids that they liked with Ron. Otherwise, he wouldn't be there. There's no way you're just going to sign an extension. We've saw that with several coaches he's had. He's done that where he's encouraged them to look around. So there's obviously something that connected Mike. I can't really put my finger on it. But personally, me, I would have looked around and gone a different direction. But um, like I said, Mike, Mike, uh, and this is nothing against Ron. I love Ron. Ron is awesome. He works hard. He grinds. He, he knows football. This is a guy that doesn't know what he's talking about. He knows coaching. He's very good as far as coaching. But it doesn't matter sometimes how good your coaching is. The coaching has to connect with the development, and the coaching has to connect with your recruiting. So, you know, Ron's going to have a chance to prove himself. And like I said, obviously Mike saw something that really stood out, and that's what we have to stand by. Well, I mean, let's be honest too, though, everybody. You know, this kind of comes full circle to a certain degree, but the criticism of Florida State not spending money or that sort of perception. Listen, man, they they went after they went after Bob Stoops, man. They went after several other targets to hire a head football coach after they got rid of Willie Taggart. They ended up going with Michael with Mike Norvell, but man, they they shot for the moon on that thing, and and they they got Mike Norvell, and we'll see how it that's all going to work out. Man, Norvell, there was reports out there. They went after he went after Jawan Sider. You all love Jawan Sider. Every year there is a Jawan Sider threat. <laughs> Are we going to hire him, Michael? Player personnel, maybe running backs coach? Jawan Sider, great recruiter. Man, there's there is there are credible reports. They made a run at him. He ended yep. up staying in Penn State. So it I'm not trying to be like, you know, let's just always give him benefit of the doubt. But like he he did what we wanted. He went and looked for somebody better. Yes. And yes. he couldn't get the guy. So now, if you want to believe that there's nobody else out there that Mike Norvell knows that's better than than Ron Dugans, I, I can kind of understand your apprehension there. But give him credit for trying to to make his yeah, roster or his coaching staff better. It just didn't work out. He yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Sit, he didn't sit there and just say, "Oh, screw you guys. I'm I'm going to stick away." And he went out there and sounds like you know went out there and put put the attention and saw what he could do and saw what the interest was and they went for it. But um, at the same time, even with all that there has to be something that connects him that Mike likes um, that, that kept him as far as giving extension. So that's kind of, kind of where we're at. T Broyles, uh, sharply dressed T Broyles, Jordan McClass McCaslin PWO or signed. Well, I would, I've never heard that name. So I'm going to assume that's a PWO. <laughs> I'm going to grab a drink of water real quick, guys. So all right, Michael, step away. I'll cut, man. Go ahead. You're fine, Michael. I'll uh, I'll meet you there so you can step away. Uh, get a glorious look of my uh, of my room, everybody. Look at all this great all this great merch and stuff I got around here. Uh, phone line is open eight five zero eight zero five fifty nine eleven. Asking your question, Michael Langston, when it comes to recruiting here, uh, we'll take this question once uh, Michael gets settled back in. I'm cool with it being on a Friday night, but when we think about it through the prism of a recruiting angle, this is probably a valid question because man, that's, that's either what state championship Friday or that's like state semifinal Friday. So Michael, will the Florida game being on a Friday this year affect high school recruits visiting for the sunshine state showdown? I mean, it hurts because um, some of the top players are going to be playing in games. So it, I've kind of mixed results. I kind of like it because it's different, but then, then at the same time, I don't like it because I love going to high school games, and obviously that's not going to be the case if you have that game on Friday. So I'm kind of – I think it's mixed results, but at the same time, I don't think 
it's going to affect top recruits from getting there. Like, we're still talking about one game. You know, you're not talking about a ton of, like, 50 recruits playing on Friday night, but it is going to impact a few guys. Uh, Richard Hackman, so if Michael's predicting a top 10 class this coming year, 2023, are we going to lighten up in the transfer portal or are we just going to get better recruits to fit our needs or well, highly rate, more highly rated guys? Probably. Well, I think it'll lighten it up because when you, when you get, uh, this is what I liked what they did this year. They added guys that are multiple year guys. So those positions, I don't think they're going to be just racking up this guy. So I think it will lighten up. And that's kind of what FSU wanted to do. They wanted to get multiple year guys. If you look at every position, nearly all of them, if not, you know, maybe one, maybe the center from Wisconsin was like the only one I saw. The rest of them were multiple year guys. So I think definitely with them getting multiple year guys, a lot of these guys have three years. So I think a lot of it's going to lighten up as far as what we see in the transfer. It won't be, I don't think it's going to be to the nine to 10 range. I think it's going to be more around maybe four or five um, in, in the future. I think it will lighten up, but um, that's why I kind of like what they did as far as just the total numbers, as far as just getting guys that play multiple years. And I think with that, that's definitely going to lighten up, I think, for the future in the portal. I don't think you're going to see FSU every year go 9-10. I think they did it out of necessity because of what they need right now. Um. I mean, are we making we're making graphics for PWOs? Look at that, man. We're uh, yep. I would think if they tweet at Chuck Cantor, they're probably a walk on. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's usually that's probably the, the tell everybody. Yeah, that's a PWO right there. That's a yeah. PWO. So uh, we're getting you answers, everybody. So <laughs> was it against all odds? Like, why are we doing a show? This is why we're doing a show, man. Give the people what they want. The people want to recruit each other. There's 313 people watching this. There's only I don't know 23. Hit the, the like button. No, hit the like button, everybody. Come on, uh, step it up. <laughs> Um, let's see. What do you think about, what do you think about the portal, Michael? When you develop a quarterback for two years and he bolts in Nebraska, it shows you can't build like you used to. The game has changed. It won't ever be the same. I, I heard Tom Luganbill on ESPN today was talking about, he liked the, the, he has, I liked his idea about like creating two windows to transfer. Like right now you can do it whenever, man, you can literally be at halftime you can go on your phone, like I am gone. You know, like I'm yep. transferring out of here, like Chuba did in the middle of the season. You know, Luke and Bill was saying there should be like two windows: do one after championship Saturday, after your conference title games, make it I don't know two three weeks, and then do one after kind of spring football wraps up for everybody else. So you don't, con- I mean, because listen, I mean, I don't want you to be selfish here, Michael, but like literally, you have to at all times there could be a transfer portal prospect. That's either the interest is going to come up or he's going to show up out of nowhere and visit campus. I, I can't imagine even a coaching staff likes that. All free agency has guardrails, NFL, NHL, baseball, NBA. There's all there's windows. There's tampering. You can't you can't, you know, like, but there's no rules with this. It's like, yeah, just tell the, the guy in compliance you want to be gone. Put your name in the portal. Good luck to you at any time. I mean, do you like the idea of maybe limiting it to certain parts of the calendar? Or do you think it should remain wide open in wild, wild west? Well, I definitely don't think it should be wide open because I've said from the start, that's been my complaint from the beginning, that there's no there's no structure to this, what this crap is. I mean, it's just go, everyone leave. I mean, we've seen kids that they're transferring from a school and they're actually at another football game at a school that they might consider. I mean, that that's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I agree with Tom that there should be a certain time 
date for when you can do it before and when you can do it after. It should be time frames to you got to structure this stuff. I mean, come on, NCA. This is not that hard, guys. I mean, really structure this thing where you're not just killing killing the programs of of losing AI that they need to be focused on the game. They shouldn't have to worry about <laughs> if Chubba Purdy is going to Nebraska. Uh, I mean, they should be able to worry about who they have on their team and then at the certain time they can leave. But, yeah, I definitely think there should be a lot more structure than what there is. Well, let's go to our guy, XDQ004, also known as Derek. Um, speaking of the portal, Kamar Wheaton, any chance with him running back? Uh, hit the transfer portal today, apparently. I have not heard anything with Samar. Um, I think orig- originally uh, I've heard, you know, there was uh, Michigan, something with him, but I don't know if he's related to the uh, the other guy who played at Michigan. But um, I think I have not heard anything with FSU there. He, has, he didn't get a lot of playing time. Uh, obviously, that's not everything as we've seen with FSU having some guys that didn't have a lot of playing time. But I have not heard anything with Samar and FSU. I know every time a five-star pops up or a Rivals 100 guy pops up, that's the first thing people want to check on is, the, hey, they got a shot. But I have not heard anything with Samar and FSU. That'd be nice, though. I don't know a thing about him, but he looks pretty He looks pretty tough. Uh, <laughs> let's see your stats. I don't even think he recorded any stats. Uh, no, he didn't even play. So let's see here. I'm uh, just checking, double-checking on pre- PFF. Yeah, no, not there. But uh, we'll keep yeah, an eye I, on it for you, though, Derek. We'll keep an eye yeah, on it. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll ask around like I always do anytime somebody drops in there. Um, I have not heard anything from my FSU context on, on him yet, so I will definitely uh, ask around again. Rudavius, I don't think this is true. He says that Dante Anderson's a high four star. He hasn't even been added to our ranking score because he walked on as a four star. I mean, he, you know, he's they got him, man. He's he's on the list here. Um, so he, he's on the rock. Here's the here's the thing with Dante. Like they were limited to scholarships, so technically you can list him technically as a PWO, but he won't be a PWO. He's going to be a scholarship player. No, people can twist it around and just say he's always going to be a walk. He will be in my the way I was explained to me. He will eventually be a scholarship player. It's kind of similar to the McClellan kid, the Jarko's McClellan kid that came from Arkansas. I think it's going to be similar to that, where they couldn't put him on scholarship that time because of the numbers. But then once the this I guess the season or whatever recycles to the next twenty twenty three, then I think he'll be on on scholarship. That's the way it was explained to me. What would it? How can you how can you be a four star and you're one of the fifty best players in the state and you're a walk on like and you were committed to Miami like that, that whole thing, I mean best of luck to him it just that was a very weird whole sort of situation that happened there and yeah I mean I mean again hey everybody like maybe don't pay attention to stars I mean if, if, <laughs> that's if, why I try know. to tell people focus more on the skill so uh, but that's kind of the the way I see that working out look at James B throwing it down James B's here man let's go. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Right there. Right there on the pillar, everybody. His name is right there. He's a real person. We met him. James B. Good evening, gentlemen. Michael, thank you. By the first off, James, 75 bucks. We very appreciative of your uh your kind tip to us, man. We appreciate it. We're just having fun shooting the breeze, talking about the knowledge. Michael, have you heard anything from your FSU sources about lessons that might have been learned uh from the Travis Hunter recruitment? Um 
don't trust the kid. I don't know. Um, there's not much lessons you can really learn from being screwed over. Um, so, uh, and not somebody wasn't honest with you. Uh, I guess it's about how much you try. I don't think you really change anything you've done. I think it's just one of those situations where a kid wanted to do something unique and, and uh, historic. And uh, obviously he wasn't honest with the coaches about what he was doing, but at the same time, you know, that's, that's his decision. What he had to do. I don't think there's any lesson you can do except for make sure you have um, backup plans to whatever you're doing with every guy. And I think pretty much FSU's had that when you look at it, they lost Travis, but they gained his RA. Um, so I think, uh, I think they prepare for these things to happen, but I don't think there's any like extreme lesson to learn uh, from doing that. It was just a shocking development and historic development that, I guess nobody saw coming from anywhere. So it's kind of hard to learn a lesson from something that's just came out of the blue. How about, thank you, James. Uh, Michael Simon asks, who is the most underrated player in this class that you think has the best upside? The two guys I would say for me, and they're both on defense is um, Omar Graham and um, Daniel Lyons for me. I love both of those guys. They're both from uh, South Florida, which is not surprising. I just, I think Omar is just a different type of line. I think this guy's going to play really early at FSU. I think he's a guy that flies around the ball. He just, he does everything. I mean, physicality, fast, um, closes on uh, receivers really well as far as his coverage skills. And he's a guy I'm, I mean, I'm very high on. And then I think with Daniel Lyons, he's just he's one of the most athletic um, defensive tackles I've watched on film. I think this guy's going to play a lot. I think Od- he's an Odell type of kid that uh, fits perfectly what they what they want to do athletically, scheme wise. I think he does a lot of the same things that we see with Fabian Lovett. Uh, I think he's very athletic, and I think he's going to be a great add to this team. So those are the two guys that. Really, I, I could I could pick a few more, but those two really just jump out to me. There we go. Thanks for the question, uh, Michael. We appreciate it. Thank you for the answer as well, Michael. Uh, how about helicopter kicks? What's up, yeah. man? Shout out to helicopter kicks. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Much love. I'm back. Here's to FSU's hopeful seven-plus wins. I mean, yeah. I mean, at least. At least. Come on, man. At least. Eight's eight. got to be it. Eight's got, yeah, man. Come on. Eight, eight, eight's where I'm circling. Seven eight. wins with this schedule. Seven wins with this schedule is is 2021 all over again with with a couple bounces that go your way. Eight, eight so, or nine. Eight or nine is my prediction. Yeah. Uh, that's what right. I expect. Gotcha. Um, anyhow, to both the Utes, favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger film. I, I total. I'm a big Total Recall guy. Um, kindergarten Cop. Or Terminator Two, I guess, just to not use uh, Total my, Recall. My my favorite is True Lies. Okay, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah, you like the and one that's... where he's Middle Eastern people. I see. Yes, I, yes, I, cool. yes. Cool, cool, man. Um, all right, let's get a couple more questions. Uh, thank you, Helicopter Kicks. Um, yeah, see you at the party, Richter. Total recall. Good one. Uh, get down or lay down. Can FSU host players from a visiting team on official visits next year, the day before the game? Hmm. 
Oh, like state championship? But the state championship's not going to be. I think that's what he's asking. I mean, they're not going to. There won't be a game here for high school. Can play. FSU host players from a visiting team on official visits? Yeah, I don't think that's allowed. All right. uh, <laughs> so, there we go. True lies. The close second helicopter kick says for him. Diane says number one, so Diane loves it. Both commando running man, yeah. Commando, both, both. commando is really good. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, remember when I said I'd kill you last, Sully? I lied. So many good one-liners in commando. So many predator yeah. man, yeah. There's it's it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, let's see. If we got another question that we can get on the way out here. Um, yeah, people want to know about that running back. Thankfully, already nipped it in the bud. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Tessier. He's back. The one player in the 2023 class that's an absolute must get. Whew. Let's see. That's tough. Parson? You know, maybe. I mean, they already got Parson, so I think he's talking about somebody that isn't committed. I got give, you. Give me a second, guy. I'm going to do some on site uh, research here. You know, I would try to, you know, in a, most day in days and age, I would just pull up the, the rivals 100 for 2023, but it's not popping up right now. So that's, that's great. Thanks guys. <laughs> why? why, 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 why is that? Why is that happening? I don't know because we need to actually use it right now. I, I mean, for me, I mean, I would say Cedric Baxter out of Orlando. I, I like, I mean, I think he's an elite player. Um, this is a kid that grew up uh, liking FSU running back position. We obviously know FSU can sell that in spades uh, way, with that way FSU runs the ball. That's a big one to me. Jalen Brown's another one out of South Florida that FSU is extremely high on, that they're recruiting really hard. Um, we're focusing on offensive tackles. You know, I would say, um, let's see. Well, Clay, my, I just ahead. found out today my guy TJ Shanahan moved to Texas. Really? I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Is it Austin Westlake? Yeah. What what about didn't you guys go hang out with Cormani McLean? Or did you did you guys did a little dabbling with him, right? When you guys yeah, were call and yeah, they uh, kind of slipped yeah. a little bit with him. He hasn't mentioned FSU as much. I think the other guy, I'm really high on the I know he's ranked a three star right now, but he will not be a three star there long. I can almost guarantee it is um, the Roderick Kearney kid. I am very high on him. I think he's a stud. And then another one I really like is um, is Gabe Harris out of uh, – now he goes to Thomasville. I think that's a guy FSU's high on. That's a guy that used to be committed to FSU. I yeah. think that's that's a guy to watch. Roderick Kearney, that, that kid will be a Rivals 100 type of player. I mean, that's how good that kid is. So I, I those are some a few that I think are must-gets for me when I look at it. I remember Gabe Harris, man. He committed to Florida State. Like, look at that, 2021, man. Like last yep. year, he, he committed a long while ago, man. Yeah, and I just think that that kid is exactly what you want as a pass rusher. He fits everything you want. So, top 50 kid, certainly uh, not too far from home. I think you can you can win him. I think you get that kid. That will really be a big must get for FSU. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rick. Rick's a funny guy. I like Rick. Uh, <laughs> a new transfer from UGA will be in Nolan in a few days. Uh, is he predicting the future? Um, okay. Oh, no. A new transfer know. from Georgia? Did he just call you ass? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're not supposed <laughs> to read it. I didn't, I didn't read it out loud. You're not supposed to read it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, Rick. okay. Uh, Rick, I'll, I'll look into that. I have not heard that as far as a transfer in the Noles in a few days. That's news to me, but I'll look into that. Joey Parker, if Travis Hunter hits a transfer portal in a year or two, would FSU welcome him with open arms? No. What? They, they Take wouldn't. It back. Take it back, no. Michael. No, no. Take it back. They wouldn't touch that. They do not do too well with guys that turn them down. We saw that with Brandon Jennings uh, this year in the portal. They've done that with several kids that really turned them down where you had a chance to join this and you don't want to be a part of it. So, if you're not committed to this, how can I trust that you'll be committed to it the next time around? Yeah. Any surprises coming up soon? No, I think it's just mainly that March visit weekend. That's when things will start really cranking up. Obviously, nothing's going to be happening in February, mostly just getting these visits set up for March. But right now, I don't think there's any silent commits or big surprise i think we won't really know a lot until that big big march visit weekend on march 5th that's going to be a big weekend for fsu in 2023 jane newsom any legacy players to watch for well they got to commit last week but uh don't have to watch for that anymore but uh none that i can think of off the top of my head right now for 2023 i heard leon washington has a kid out there that's getting offers man yeah running back um Leon Washington Jr. got an offer from Mississippi State. So, yeah. Shout out to Dave. I guess he's out of surgery. He's always got jokes. Any momentum left over from the recruitment weekend hosted by Travis Hunter and Nico <laughs> Marcio? Probably Too not. Soon. Too soon, Dave. Too soon. Dave Dave loves the jokes. You should do stand-up, Dave. Yeah. Matthew, don't ever be afraid to ask a question. Um <laughs> <laughs> but go rewind like 30 minutes ago. Uh, if he's not here in the summer. Yeah. Um, per- perfectly right. perfectly said. Yeah. All right. There we go. We made it. And we uh, did it. Oh, by the way, Redavia says, hey, Rick, can we get a position hint? So that you got you got a captive audience now, Rick. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe do like a, a selfie video in your car, you know, with your with your hat on and a tank top on. You can look cool. But um, but but to also yeah. cover this class, I th- I think uh, it doesn't get said enough the job they did with this offensive line uh, for 2022. I think uh, that, that's the biggest takeaway. Incredible, probably the best haul I can remember them getting in a in a really long time. Probably all the way to that Jimbo class that won the national championship. This is probably the best that I've seen uh, since then. Um, I love the skill guys. I love the what they added with Sam McCall and Azari Thomas. Both of those guys can eventually play offense. I think you're going to see a lot, both of those guys on special teams. So I really like this class. I think the skill fits exactly the needs of what they need at certain positions like linebacker and, and certainly a receiver um, with the guys they brought in from the portal. So I think it's a, I think it's a strong class. Florida state currently down four on the road at little John and Clemson. So we'll, we'll tune our attention to the basketball game here. Um, the Oz of wizards, Jaden Davis, 2024. My mm. gosh, man. Um, how do you guys all have wives and girlfriends? And I don't, and you're talking about guys that are <laughs> in sophomores in high school. Yeah. What's going on? Jaden Davis? Yeah. He visited last weekend. Uh, we did a detailed story on him. Um, I get the impression I, I, going that business. I think South Carolina, Auburn were the teams I heard the most. And then 
But after this visit, I think FSU is the team that is the team that everyone's chasing. Uh, I think FSU did a really good job with him. Really, uh, you know, strong visit connected with Tokarts, the new quarterback coach, and I, I think they position themselves the best at least right now uh, with Jaden. But that's a long ways to go. Twenty twenty four. Any word on a legit backup quarterback? Ouch. Should put some respect on Tate on Tate Ron and make his name. Put some respect on that name. Any <laughs> any word on a legit backup quarterback waiting until spring? Do you think? I mean, you ultimately. Uh, so you, You've, we've talked about this a little bit before, I think, off camera too, Michael. Um, you're not under the impression they're going to get somebody in here that that's like a bona fide threat to Jordan Travis. Like they ideally for them, they just bring in a guy that that probably is a is a good soldier and can hold the clipboard and you know is an that, insurance that, policy. I that's guess. not how I feel, but I feel okay. like I my take has always been they want somebody that's a veteran with experience that's going to compete with Jordan. That's going to compete with AJ. Doesn't have to it they don't but they don't want a superstar type guy that's going to conflict with their chemistry or what they have within their team. We saw that last year. They tried that with Mackenzie Milton and it failed. It, they lost the first four games. They were 0 and 4. But they want somebody that's talented and experienced that's going to compete with will compete with the guys they have. That's, That's crazy, it. man. So they they have not made any changes on their coach. There's no new voices in that meeting room on the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball. All, all I know, all I know is that quarterback that's going to maybe rattle George. It's that's. I mean, listen, you. This is the thing. Like, you can go get Caleb Williams, but hey, man, you will start. Like, nobody's going to be mad other than Jordan Travis and his family if you went and got Caleb Williams. Now, the problem here is you can't get somebody that's kind of like, all right, like you can't get Jackson Dart because Jackson Dart isn't good enough to automatically be like, yeah, you're going to start over Jordan Travis. And he's going to be like, well, you guys like this guy a lot. I don't want to come and really compete all. I mean, like I'd rather compete against Luke Altmaier if I'm Jackson Dart than Jordan Travis because they really like Jordan Travis here. So like they're they, – but they've created the situation for themselves. They better hope uh, that Jordan Travis gets really better. Awesome. Well, really the thing, thing is they feel Jordan's their guy. You know, and Clearly. somebody Clearly. somebody has to go out there and beat him. And I don't think they want to mess up what they have within their team. But I, I, I hear you. I'm with you, Aslan. If there was a better guy, if Caleb Williams called up and said, hey, I want to come to FSU, absolutely I would take him. But I'm not in charge. I'm just telling you kind of their yeah. viewpoint of the way they look at it. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, last one. Uh, mean it this time. Uh, will they be doing a midnight recruiting event again this summer? Probably will. Uh, obviously, they haven't told me any date. Uh, that's usually a month within when they do it. So I would imagine they're going to do it, Chris. Uh, they're very innovative in how they do these recruiting things. Uh, they like to do stuff new that nobody else is doing. So I would imagine they're probably going to do another one of those. Yeah. As you all remember, <laughs> they were opening the doors at Moore Center and welcoming in kids at midnight uh, because they hadn't been able to see kids in real life mm -hmm. uh, because of COVID and all that sort of stuff. So hopefully uh, they'll keep that rolling. That was a pretty cool thing. That was, that was good little uh, publicity for them. So uh, anyways, what's going on over the PRB in the next couple of days, Michael, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to assume, but i you know, what's going to go on this weekend. More, more dudes going to visit. No, we're in the dead period. As I said, oh. uh, whole whole month of February is dead period. Thank I God. will be heading on vacation. So I'm out of here, guys. I'm leaving it to Ira and and Corey and Gene. Um, so I will be Austin. gone for probably a month or so. What? Uh, 
you know, or less than that. Uh, I gotta but, get your agent a month. But because there's nothing really going on, we're recruiting for a um, month. But I will, I guess, as I said, during my vacation, I'm gonna be doing these tours and and booster tours. But obviously, if there's anything going on recruiting, we got the hot boards coming up. Get ready because I already got the 2023 done. It's history. It's finished. I was gonna post them. We already did the quarterbacks and. I think he did another position, running back. And then now we're going to do receivers, tight ends, offensive linemen. They're all coming. Defense is all done. It's done. I will be there to answer questions on it. So that's what's coming up on War Chant with the hot board. But besides that, I'm going to take a little break with the wife and and enjoy things a little bit. Thanks, all of our callers, Gator Kirk. Uh, thanks to Ralph. Thanks to Wes. Uh, Dave and Bartstown, he called and he threw some doll hairs our way. We appreciate that, Ralph. I don't know if I said him already. Helicopter kicks. James B., top dollar this week out of the big dog in Pensacola. Shout out. And Rob Rathbun, uh, just Ricky Henderson personified, just the leadoff dude. Uh, Taylor Walls, just, just doubles every single time. Uh, we appreciate all the support, whether it's calling, whether it's posting questions whether it's tipping us. And as Michael said, hot board's coming up over on warchant.com. Florida State right now uh, facing Clemson. I don't have the score in front of me anymore. Y'all can go check it out. Stay connected to warchant.com. He's Michael Amazon. Thanks for watching. Have a great one, everybody.